Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Kim. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today is our 200th show, Jeannie. Wow. <laughs> I know. I should do a little, little pause thing there. But um, today, what's exciting about it, too, is that we're sharing it. And you know what's really interesting is that it didn't. we didn't plan it out this way. It just happened that we're having um, our friend Barbara Howard, who is also a blog talk radio show host mm-hmm. here. I'm sure everybody on BTR knows her because she, she has several shows, and she's very good about supporting all the other shows. And she even has her own station um, here on BTR. We're going to be talking about her new book, A Day for the Animals, and this is the first book in her series, and it's a, a children's book series, so it's, an, it's a really wonderful book, And um, but we have a lot of things to share, and of course, because we have Barbara on here, I'm sure we're going to be doing some laughing, yes, <laughs> which I'm no looking doubt. forward to in light It'll of the bad fun. news that we have to share instead of yeah. taking in our opening um, our opening uh, announcement that we usually make. Uh, we we're going to share some sad news. We had a guest on our show back in April. And his name is Ken Globus, and he is known as the Bird Whisperer. As of yesterday, Jeannie and I found out that Ken had passed away on September 10th. He was supposed to come back on our show in, um, it was in August, but Mm -hmm. had canceled due to the fact that he said he was sick with cancer, and we thought he was, it was, you know, it was one of those where we thought he was getting treatment and so forth, he was, but he just, he passed away very quickly from um, lung cancer, although he had not smoked for 25 years, it had spread to his esophagus, and so that between, according to his brother Dennis, between his original diagnosis and his death, only 10 weeks had elapsed. So it was very, very quick and very sorry to lose him. I'm sure that there are many parrots that are very sad that he has gone also. to share a little bit about him, and we'd invite you to go back and listen to the show he did with us, The Bird Whisperer, and um, it will also be at the front of our main site, AnimalTalkNaturally.com, tomorrow, um, Wednesday. Uh, in honor of him along with this a newsletter about him but we were just very sorry to hear of his passing and um, you know just uh, I'm sure well, well I'm really glad about Jeannie and I'm sure you are also that he's out of his suffering but what yeah. what his the way his brother said it to us was that the world is a darker place without Ken in it and I, I would agree and we really enjoyed having him on the show the time that he did come on so mm-hmm. um, our sorrow goes out to all of uh, those he helped and to his family and with that, let's bring in Barbara so we can have a little happier time. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit Lighten about Barbara. <laughs> yeah, bump it up a little. Barbara doesn't put much out about herself because she's really all about helping others. And I, I've noticed that about every site I read about her, she's always promoting others. But the one little blurb she has on her site at barbarahoward.net is recovering from a 20-year career as an IT consultant in Washington, D.C., Metro, 12 years at the Pentagon. She is addicted to political blogs, news talk, strong coffee, amen, Barbara, good food, and too much information. <laughs> I think that uh, sums it up, but she's also a lot of fun. Welcome, Barbara. It's great to have you back with us. 
Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on your 200th show. I know. Can you believe that? That's amazing. Well, we've got some people out in the audience, and I'd like to just give them, of course, Barbara's show, our favorite one that she does is the Recipe Box, and uh, Christian Hanna's out there, and Canine Mutiny, a new addition to Blog Talk Radio, so welcome. We're happy to have everybody out there in the listening audience. You're going to have fun today as we talk with Barbara. And Barbara, I mean, why don't you tell everybody all the things that you're up to right now before we get into the topic of uh, about your new book uh, I mean cause okay. you're doing a lot of stuff I'm doing a lot of stuff you're right and I'm all <laughs> over the place on the internet um, my show that I do on BTR that I that I probably should mention first off is the recipe box because that's the one that I have so much fun doing each almost um, four days a week five days a week now oh. it started out um, Monday Wednesday Friday but now I'm pretty much eight o'clock Eastern um, I try to keep it Tuesday through Friday, and wow. uh, it's food, family, and community. So we talk about a lot of things, but food draws people together, and people who love food love to talk about food. It's just not hard to get a conversation about food. You know what I mean? For <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's not a tough conversation to have. So right. um, as much as I love the political blogs and I go and listen to a lot of different shows, um, you can always find a common thread when you start talking to people from different countries and different cultures when you talk about food. So mm-hmm. um, the Recipe Box is my favorite show that I do. Um, I do have a few others, and I am helping to get some others on BTR and podcasting, not just here, but um, there are there are a lot of great people out there doing doing incredible things in their communities. And well, isn't they, that your motto, your mission, Barbara? Isn't find, that what you yeah. always say? Find great people doing great things and tell the world? That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Find great people. And you know what? They they are probably doing doing more good than they realize. They they see the small little sphere that they you know mm-hmm. that they're involved in. But once you write a book and I'm not trying to plug my book in particular here, but I'm gonna have a guest on next week um, Susan Delane and her son has autism. Mm, and big issue right now. I say again? That's a big issue. <laughs> yes, and, and you know the the whole thing pointing back to uh what can you do on a personal level, not depending on medication, not depending on doctors, not depending on therapists, although they are good support systems out there for you, um, but there are things that you can do in the home. And Susan, because her child was yet an infant, they found that he had all of these different kinds of allergies, mm-hmm. you know, gluten and, and soy and tree nuts and this and that and everything you can imagine. And and she's not the only one. I'm just mentioning her. There's another guest coming on. Um, but she's written a book called Balancing the Bowl. And a couple of years after uh, they found out he had all these allergies, then they found out that he was autistic. So it was mm-hmm. years later that wow. they d- discovered that. And so she has a pantry that she has specified for him what he can mm-hmm. have and, and what he cannot have. And um, getting him to eat bananas, she'll put sprinkles on the bananas or something like that. So she has special tricks. But I'm mentioning that to say she did that to survive, she and her husband and her family, um, to to make life more comfortable for their son. And by creating that book and, and reaching out and stepping out of her comfort zone and and coming on shows like mine or, or, or local news there, 
and sharing something that could be for someone else very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But um, by amplifying, and I tell them, I'm just here to amplify your voice. And, right. you know, by doing such great work in her own home, she's going to touch so many thousands and tens you of thousands You bring up a good point, Barbara, that it's about what action we each take individually. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, we, you and I have said this, you know, we don't, it's not the, about us agreeing or our convictions or whatever. It's about us um, doing what we deem is probably best for us and our situation at the time. And um, doesn't it, you know? It goes. There's a whole lot of things going on in our world right now. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. what I most enjoy about what you've done with this book is it was very selfless. I haven't seen your photo plastered everywhere, <laughs> making it all about yourself. <laughs> you've made it about God and, and about the animals, and I think that that was the thing that struck me the most. Um, Oh, okay. Important about that. Um, right. And we, again, I'd like to w- welcome another radio show that's here. Listen up. Um, and we don't have a chick show today, so hopefully he'll stick around. <laughs> but he does a wonderful baseball show. Anyway. Um, oh, listen up. Okay. Hi, listen up. Listen up, up yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, your this book was interesting because it, it focuses on children. It focuses on how a child is thinking. And yeah, animals played a real pivotal part in this book, and it's it's yeah. much deeper than it says um, a day for the animals. And I don't want to give away the whole story, but maybe you can give everybody two things, Barbara, why you wrote this book, and a little synopsis of the book. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Um, I was joking on Twitter with someone uh, before I came on the yeah, show. You've got to hear about this Twittering thing, too, because everybody's a Twitter right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I, I am not advocating that everyone jump on these different groups and things and whatever, but I'm on Twitter, and I have, like, four accounts on Twitter, so... Please don't be like me. Don't be like me. You know, do you know? Do as I say. Do not do as I do. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I was joking with. Some, I met someone through Blog Talk Radio who's on Twitter, who also lives in my community uh, or somewhere near in this region, which was kind of funny. So you do meet people and you connect with people um, in a personal way. Hopefully, Some, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. you can on the internet. But I was joking. I was just going to say about being a guest. I said. Do you have any, because they were a guest on my show, and I said, do you have any tips on being a guest? Because oh. I'm never a guest. I'm always a host. I, I, mm. you know, I prefer to have guests so I don't have to be the guest. You know? So I was looking for tips on how to, how to best handle that, and, of course, they provided me with none. Kind of like, you know, go ahead and think, <laughs> Um But as far as the book is concerned, and I appreciate your comments, Cam, about it's not about me, and, um, and I hadn't realized how much, it's not about me until you said that. <laughs> See, but that's what I mean. That's what you yeah. mean. That's how you always are. Yeah, and even your your description of the show. This is you know, Paco is my little dog, and he was actually part of the inspiration for the show when you sent me. I mean, for the book, and mm-hmm. when you sent me the show announcement, I said, "No, Paco says it's all about him." You know, <laughs> he, his job is to remind me that the world revolves around him and the entire universe. You know, right. it is. So, um, and he does it very well. Our animals, and, uh, are, our animals are really transparent. They don't make any bones about it. Yeah, about it's them. all his world. It, it, it all belongs to him. And um, it was early, early in the morning, uh, and it was very, very cold. I live in northeast Ohio, and we get the winter here off of the lake. And mm. the, le- the next landmass that you meet is Canada. So oh it gets very cold sometimes mm-hmm. with the wind, chill, and so forth. And um, 
I was dragging myself out of a very nice, warm, comfortable place to take him outside <laughs> because it was time, as far as he was concerned, to go outside in the snow. And he didn't care, you know, that I didn't want to put on boots and hat and glove and this and that and the other. You know, he didn't care about that. So um, I remember muttering as I was looking for my keys, you know, it's it's he's in charge and the world is probably a better place for it. <laughs> is what I said to myself as I was, you know, kind of half asleep and, you know, going right. out in the snow because it did let me see the dawn. It was very pristine. Um, the people were not, you know, the snow plows were not out. Right. You know, it was it was a beautiful morning. Oh, I and I would not have seen it if, if the little dog hadn't said, we're going now. You right. Know, I, I would, I would and that's not. where the idea for this book came from, from that morning? That's where it came from. That's exactly wow. where it came from, that... Um, that the world is a better place because of it, because he was in charge in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, so from that, um, that little seed of an idea came the book. And and sometimes my best ideas about starting something or a new creative project will happen while I'm standing in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> with a little dog or some other dog or some other animal. And... Uh, it's something about it kind of frees your mind because they're playing, they're in a playful mood. They're not taking anything seriously. They could right. care less about mm-hmm. any pressures that are coming on you in, in, in any other way. They, they're not aware of it. You know, they're right. in that moment, as Kim would say often, they're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they kind of force you to be in the moment. You know, they, they do, sure. and they put you yeah, outside of your own, um, for me, and I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. Barbara, you seem very calm like Jeannie, but, you know, I'm pretty, as you know, <laughs> intense person and Shadrach gets me outside of my self intensity focus and just to be you know you know what got me out of that intensity thing I could tell you what exactly cure I can take you to the actual place where I was totally cured of being totally intense Mm. Um, oh I want to hear this I can take you to the place um, because, you know, and as you mentioned, a little blurb about myself, I did work in the Pentagon for 12 years. I was Yeah, in pretty intense those, job, too, huh? Yeah, and uh, um, I was in those places that you see in, in the movies where you just can't believe that they really exist. Yes, they do. Right. And, um, you know, three levels below and, and behind, you know, where I had to surrender all my identification and their guns and things. Yikes. You know, yeah, you know, so I've, I've, I've been in those places and been on 24 seven call to be um to be in those places so uh so with saying all of that having said all that we were driving in to work and i had i was oh 31 ish you know not old (laughs) that's a good age (laughs) i kind of remember that (laughs) yeah Yeah. not not old you know depending on your perspective i was still you know in the 30 ish Mm -hmm. range and um started having chest pain. Mm-hmm. So um, we went to uh, the, the nearest hospital, and I was quite calm about it. I was just like, this doesn't seem right, you know, because I was up in my head about all the things of, of, that I had to take care of. And actually, um, I, they would fax things to me, and I would pick it up on the way out the kitchen door, and I would read it while in traffic, and I would do things, you know, electronically right, on my right. way. So it was 24-7. When I say 24-7, right. people think you mean, you know, but it was 24-7. So um, 
So I calmly said, yeah, I think probably I should stop in and, you know, just stop in and have him just check. So we did, you know, we just kind of stopped in. And the doctor stopped by the bed and he, you know, they do all the things that they do and they check this and they check that and they check this on a little chart. And they took some blood and then they came and took some more blood and they came and took some more blood. And the doctor patted me. And then you were bled out. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have no more blood. And then I passed out right now. Then he he said, he calmly took my hand and he said, you know what, it's probably just indigestion. It's probably just, you know, a little stress. And, you know, he's patting my arm and he's telling me everything is probably, you know, considering, you know, I didn't smoke and so forth and yada, da, da. And so the the tech that had taken all these different vials of blood with all these different colored tubes was standing behind him and and the doctor was telling me how it was probably nothing and you know no big deal nothing to worry about and so the tech says oh okay so so don't take he says no go quick quick get out of here what's wrong with you you know the guy went running out of the room with my blood <laughs> so it's like he's telling me no don't worry about it he's turning to the other kid like what are you crazy he's gonna have a heart he attack want, <laughs> yeah he didn't want you to have that heart attack right there on his table. right you know and this kid is falling for it you know it's like oh this right. is fine I don't need to bother with this and he's like what are you crazy that you could die on it. Get out of here, you know. So that was um, the point when you. That's when I kind of thought, like, my gosh, I'm 31 years old, and this is stupid. Why am I sitting here looking at this man and this frantic tech? You know, yeah. uh, this, is, this is ridiculous. So um, that you know, so that's when I realized that um, being in your head sometimes can really take its toll on your physical body, the mm-hmm. rest of you, mm-hmm. you know, the rest no of doubt. you. And um, even I'm though glad I that you said that, Barbara, because we are actually going to be doing a few more shows um, that pertain to human health because we want humans healthy uh, and yeah. take care of their animals. But we find so many people who will take care of their animals and not Before, Yeah, you're themselves. not thinking about yourself at all. And you think that that 20 minutes or that five minutes is going to make up for all the other you know, hours and hours of neglect of, you know, of self, and and it doesn't, you know, you're fooling yourself. Well, and, you know, again, as we opened the show with Ken Globus saying that, you know, he he died within it from diagnosis to his death was a 10-week period Mm -hmm. um, from Mm -hmm. lung cancer, and he led a very stressful life, and Mm -hmm. his whole entire life he gave to helping people with these so-called behavioral problems with their birds. Really, it's people with the problems. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and, and not the birds. It's the people with the problems that we have to right. help the animals, um, and we have to undo the damage we've done. And he was—it was a stressful situation, and a lot of detractors. Um, I really do think that contributed to, you know, his ill health. Poor guy, because he was so in the head, like you said, yeah. and not. Um, folk, you know, we have a mind, body, spirit, right? And, yeah, um, and, and what I learned to say. Uh, when I would get in the office and my staff would already always already be there because they lived a lot closer than I did and um, and I stayed later than they so I got there later than they and they would always have the pots of coffee ready and this and that and the other and mm-hmm. I, I'd come in and my motto with them was it's not time to panic you know because mm-hmm. we were dealing with a lot of different things and so they would sure. come and, and sit and they'd say well what are we going to do about this and that and the other and I'd say well it's not time to panic and <laughs> Um, my assistant was Were you an author then, Barbara, or was that after you left the Pentagon? That was um, the t- almost 20 years of, of being in that environment, working with a lot of different people, not just at the Pentagon, but with a lot of bit different people at CIO, CIO level, CFO levels, mm. and, you know, and administrator level, political appointing level, wow. on call. Um, the thing about people at that level, and, and not, you know, I'll just say this, um, 
they don't stand in line. Right. They don't sit in classrooms. <laughs> you know, they don't sit on hold. You know, they right. have entire commands under them that will say, I have a four-star wanting to know what is it going to take for you to get up here and take care of whatever this issue mm-hmm. is. And because I worked in IT, because I did a lot of training, because I did a lot of writing, um, because I did a lot of interaction between the systems engineers and the users, because I helped them develop a lot of models and do a lot of um, implement a lot of new systems or help them get out of what they would call stovepipe systems in that day. Um, everyone had their individual budgets, and so they built their own kingdoms based on these budgets. And so when you started saying you have to share information, well, then you're stepping on a lot of toes and you're also threatening um, millions of dollars. Sure. Or, you know, so, so they're, they're, when you bring in someone from the outside, we don't have turf issues when we come in those in those environments, and so it's it's like bringing in a mediator, so to speak. You know, when you're divorcing, you you bring someone in and say, okay, this is how we're going to divide up the property. You know, I don't have any interest in any of you know the Barbie doll collection and the <laughs> baseball card collection. I could care less. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, so so you come into that. What type a difference of though that your life is now from then because. It, I mean, but you know what? You know what? The amazing thing is, it's it's kind of really not. <laughs> really? I was you think not. I mean, you took a different. I mean, you're writing. Yeah. You, this is your second Christian book, I think, that you've written, and um, this is a yeah, series that you're going to be writing. You know why? It's 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 kind of not because when I talk to chefs, and this is going to sound so you're not even going to believe when I say this. For the recipe <laughs> box, for example, they all in their own heads are the king of their domain. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? They, they're used to having entire restaurants or entire national chains under them or whatever it is, you know. And so some of these guys... I think of it that way, you know. I, I Yeah, know, some of them, and they're, you know, you're dealing with a psyche that is they're used to being leaders and commanders and, and, and a lot of them uh, have the same attitude toward it has to be the best. Mm-hmm. And, and so that we've very run into demanding. a few guests like that, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. demanding, very demanding, yeah. and, and that's why they excel at what they do because they are very demanding about right. um, you know what they bring in. And of course, in their case, they're dealing with the health of the patrons, people who are coming to eat the food. Where mm-hmm. in the case where I was working, they were dealing with bombs and missiles and bullets and things like that. So um, you know, it, it is different in that in that respect. But when you get one on one with people like that, and the funny thing is. Some of these guys that I worked with, that I was personal tutor with or whatever, uh, three stars, two stars, some of them assistant secretaries, you could talk about food with those guys all day long. Well, I have a couple (laughs) of questions for you you about food, Barbara, in fact. Okay, one of my questions is, why does a round pizza come in a square box? (laughs) (laughs) And I have another one. What disease did cured ham actually have? Say that again. A cured ham. What oh, disease did cured ham <laughs> actually have? Yeah. What was it cured from? That's right. scary yes. to think about nowadays, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of scary, huh? That's a deeper you know, we, question we, there. Because <laughs> there could be a real answer to that one. <laughs> yeah. well, I think, Barbara, you, and we're going to take a little break here and come back and, and, and talk some more about your book, but you've had what a what an extensive background and people may not know this but you are also running or putting together your own blog talk radio station blog yeah talk radio i don't have it together yet 
We're working it. Mm-hmm. A lot of stations that they're putting together, just like offline radio, and yeah. um, then you're doing several other shows. I know Cleveland Talks is one of your shows. Yeah, yeah. And um, you have, you're doing, you know, you've uh, written books, and again, this one was special because it's the first in the series of children's books that you're writing, and this yeah. one was all about, what if the animals ruled the world for a day? Now, yeah. in our lives, the animals do rule the world for a day. Yeah, how about that? They already know about that. Off, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, hang on, folks. We're going to take a real short break. So hang on, and we'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally we will be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com. 
or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. My pet experts will be coming to the party to answer your pet questions, and they'll also be sharing their favorite stories and messages with us, but I'll be asking them some tough questions. We'll get their opinions on the hot-button topics like the pit bull ban, pet food, vaccines, religion, politics, and animals, cat decline, and the latest news, whatever's turning the animal world on its head, we'll be talking about at the animal party. This party's got bite. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Hello, this is Dr. Kim together with Dr. Jeannie and we are, are your hosts of Animal Talk Naturally. If you're just joining us today, we are speaking with Barbara Howard. She is the author of the new children's book, A Day for the Animals. And um, she is also a fellow Blog Talk Radio host. And I mean, she's got shows and is on the on Blog Talk Radio every day. So um, mm-hmm. there's a, and our favorite one is the Recipe Box, of course. And um, we hope that you guys will go visit her shows. And uh, Barbara, tell us more about what's going on with this new series. It started out as a day yeah. for the animals, the first yeah. book, and it's uh, about the Graysons and a little boy named. Roger, and I got so off topic, but that's how I got started with it was with my little dog out in the snow (laughs) Um, when I didn't want to go out there with him, and that's where the little seed of the story came from. And then also, I think I had mentioned to you, Kim, that um, when I first um, uh, began to really understand the the personal presence of God in my life because it is Mm -hmm. from a Christian perspective for those of Mm -hmm. you who are not familiar with the book um, that I was um, I was about 10, 11 years old and um, so I had a moment where God became very, very real in a tangible way and um, not everyone um, has experienced that you know, even as an adult but I was I was Honored that someone's prayer actually, um, when I, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on around me, the um, the couple, um, it, was, it was a couple that came into the community church that I was not a member of and my mother was not a member of, but she would stop in for Bible studies. And um, one night, she I guess she was feeling particularly... Um, Worried as a mother, you know, you worry about your children, mm-hmm. and so she she felt to bring her children up to church that night, and so there, my sister and I, you know, we could have been home watching the Beverly Hillbillies mm-hmm. or whatever, and um, she she, <laughs> she Ed. <laughs> yeah, or Mr. Ed, exactly, the talking mm-hmm. horse with the peanut butter on his mouth or whatever it was mm-hmm. they do that. Uh, so there we were sitting in this in this church basement while this couple um, taught whatever they were teaching. I couldn't tell you today what it was. But um, they came along and they were praying for people. And the lady said to me, when, you know, when my husband comes and, and prays for you, just think about what you want God to do for you. Mm-hmm. It was simple. Very simple thing. And 
all I could think of at that moment was my feet are so cold. My feet are so cold because we were in the basement of this church. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, my feet are so cold. My feet are freezing. My feet are so cold. That's all I could think about oh, the God. entire time I was there, uh, partially because I didn't want to be there. And mm-hmm. so um, when her husband came along and prayed for me, he just you know, said whatever the little prayer was that he said. He didn't make it elaborate or confusing or anything. Um, they were just a very loving, sweet couple. And... Um, in that moment, my feet felt like they were just flames of fire. They just, wow. My feet got so hot. And wow. from that moment, you could never tell me from that moment on that God was not in the present moment mm-hmm. with you and that he hears the heart of a child. And, yeah, and yeah. There, there was no way that, you know, you couldn't talk me out of anything from that point on as far as God was concerned. And then wow. it was my responsibility, of course, to learn and to study and to know the word and to discern, uh, you know, things and, and experiences in my life and, and take mm-hmm. different courses and, you know, learn from them and get up and keep going, you know. But um, it was a pivotal moment. And so having yeah. an experience like that, um, it was not difficult to write, you know, A Day for the Animals from that it's, kind of a perspective. A, I mean, it's a really engaging book and a lot of thought went into it, a lot of heart went into it and also totally and completely probably because of that you know because of the relationship you have with God because of that real tangible um, prayer answered that you had this you were able to get inside the head of this little boy Roger in the book and really show him and really I don't know Barbara you just really put his I don't know how you felt but you, you really put his personality out there yeah. And um, from a child's perspective, which is so innocent. Yes, and which was really great. Thank you. It, and that was the was. idea that it was it was his story. It's Roger's mm-hmm. story. And um, he has a longing in his heart to be a family. Yeah. And he notices the um, the animals and how they interact and how they oh, enjoy the one another. Family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How the animals are always right there raising, in, I guess he, he, and right. he talk about a lot of animals, not just domestic. You know, right. there's a lot of animals in this book. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And and how they, pretty much, the idea, for and from his perspective, from a child's perspective, that they were enjoying life more by being together. And not only that, but I that. think you, what I got from it, Barbara, is that, you know, how come we're supposedly the ones that are at the top of the food chain or at the, you know, we're the ones that God created in his image, and yet we're the ones who are so enjoying life least and mm-hmm. at such a fast pace that we forget to sit back and smell the roses and enjoy this yeah, life that exactly. we have as short yeah. as it is and, and um, to appreciate our family interaction and our family time um, because those children that are being raised are going to be the next leaders. And yeah, and it is that it's stuck in that toil by the sweat of your brow mentality that right. um, that we have been redeemed from, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should have that peace that passes understanding. We should have a totally different experience now if you are uh, born-again Christian, for those who are not have, of a different faith, you know, um, I'm not here to condemn or judge anyone, but from this particular book and this particular perspective of this child, it is written from that perspective, and mm-hmm. um, 
so when he when he sees this and he notices this, he's actually in a church mm-hmm. basement mm-hmm. <laughs> in a classroom. Funny thing, huh? Yeah, isn't that amazing how that works? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there there you are, and um, and he has a little a little desire in his heart. He has a yeah. little desire in his heart, and his his best friend teases him and tells him, you know, it sounds like a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. that it wasn't just a wish. And uh, and so that's that's pretty much. But children where, do make wishes. Um, they, yeah, for them, do. wishes are prayers a lot of yeah. times. Yeah, I used to and wish. God hears it. I, yeah. I used to yes, wish every does. night. Lord, let me go to sleep and be dreaming about riding a horse. Let me just go to sleep. <laughs> and let me someday wake yeah. up and have a horse. Have God's horse. answer to that was not a horse, but it was to have horse people in my life <laughs> doing okay. the show. But, well, you may um, still have a horse. You're not done yet. Your course. I'm not done right. yet. No. <laughs> Your course is not over yet, no. but um, you know. So that's that's um, that's pretty much. And so his desire at that point was for the animals to be in charge. And yeah. um, that night, an angel comes and takes the family on an adventure for that day, where they are they are not in charge. The animals are in charge. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's how the story goes. And um, wonderful. And I've had. Thank you. I've had. I've had. Interesting reactions. Um, I've had. I had one person say uh, they stay away from books that have angels in them because that's New Age. Oh, no. <laughs> and as a Bible, if they said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, don't tell God that because he's got to have full yeah. of angels. And angels are everywhere. But um, oh, but I said it's not a story about angels. You know, the story is that the angel right. is just kind of there. He's not really. Right. He has very little going on in the story, actually. Right. Uh, other than to say, okay, we're leaving now. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. we're going here and going there, right? Yeah, yeah basically, uh, he has no, he makes no, absolutely no decisions. We, in the maybe process. it would be good to define what angel really means. He's a messenger, and that's really how the role right. of the angel in your book plays. He plays the role of a messenger, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and to and and to enforce the will of God, and not to not to. Uh, come up with all kind of ways to interact with humans and, and you know right, telepathy right. and all of that right. madness. Um, so uh, so I had that reaction and um, and and then I had the other reactions for the most part that were um, the young people who have read it have said you know they they liked all the animals or um, and the other thing I want to mention also um, is at the end of the book I have discussion questions. Because I did write it with the homeschooler in mind, or uh, in my case, I was read to a lot. Um, yeah, me too. I, I a lot, a lot. And uh, so my love for books and uh, learning came very early. And so there are discussion questions at the end so that you can ask, you know, what about the relationship between Roger and his sister? Um, what do you think the difference is between a wish and a prayer? Do you think there's a difference? What do you, you know, about, what about their father and, and how he reacted in a certain mm-hmm. situation? So there are questions there for that. And also there's, um, I mentioned a lot of animals and plants and um they're listed in the back of the book so that um, people can study with their kids and possibly identify where they where the family has gone yeah. um, oh my goodness, on their journey. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so I've had um, the reaction of they went back and they really enjoy going through the questions. Um, the kids, so Good. that made me happy. That made that yeah. was that made my. And day. then it is developed into a series now, right, Barbara? I mean, right. This, this, this right. was like you start out. It, it all started with a walk with Paco. 
Tacos it started with the walk. Terrier. <laughs> the fox terrier. Aww. The fox terrier. And um, yeah, it started with uh, with being out in the in the middle of the night and freezing cold, with uh, <laughs> with him being in charge at that moment because there was no way I was not going to get up. You know what I mean? It was like yes, <laughs> yep, getting, you had to. <laughs> we're getting up and we're getting up now. Um, mm-hmm. So that's yeah. And so the star of the show, pretty much in the. Uh, the first book, A Day with the Animals, is Roger because you're seeing it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, does he does you know did God grant his his uh, answer or not? And um, the second one is Connie's gift, and Connie is his sister, and uh, she's really put on earth to annoy him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little thorn so, in his uh, side <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, I try to make them as real as possible um, there she 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 doesn't think he's he knows anything and you know and, and whatnot. just like little sisters will do yeah um, so um, the second the second story is it going to have animals in it Barbara I would almost bet that anything you write would have to have animals they're going to have yeah and uh, the delay it was supposed to be already out but there I had a publisher that was interested in the series and so we had to kind of um, uh, well they asked me to kind of sit on things for 30 days while we talked about it Um, and I decided not to go that direction Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of different reasons Um, but you know, you have to keep your word when you say you're going to sit on something for a while. And I say, yeah, I will, you know, so we can kind of sort through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Connie's Gift is the second book, and it should be out very shortly. Uh, and they go, um, well, people there's can, a moment. How can they find the other book? They can go to, what is it, com. They can, You can go to daysfortheanimals.com. Um, the website has a little trailer there. And um, you can also click on the LinkedIn. You can purchase the book there, and it's on Amazon also. So um, easy. To yeah, find. and actually, I'm, I'm starting a blog for the family to have their own articles, post their own articles about their adventures. So mm. it'll be like interacting with the characters of the book. Oh, that is awesome! What is, where's that yeah. blog going to be? I've that's lost it. You're such a vivid imagination. Yeah, I just, you know, God never sleeps or slumbers. That You know, I just don't know where I'm going to have the time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when are you going to do that? I know. Oh, my when goodness. is that going to happen, God? You know? <laughs> oh, boy. But it'll be on a day, a day for the com, and when you click on there, there's a place for their the Graysons as the family for their blog. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so Connie. Then that would be fun to read. Up. I yeah, can enjoy I think that. so um, because you get to feel like they're living people, and mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind what of what about the, the animals? Idea. Are the animals? Are you can have any animals there in our? <laughs> Actually, the animals don't talk, and that should make you very happy, Doctor Kim. Because I know you're talking, <laughs> I, I could, I actually could get with talking animals. Oh, okay. Because I had a big, you know, red sign going, or you know, no anthropomorphic yeah, oh, no, characters. Oh no, no, no. In actually, this book. you know, it's funny how it's funny <laughs> the road that we travel. Um, yeah, I. But my biggest sorrow about that, Barbara, isn't that. Um, yeah, I think we all anthropomorphized just because that's we're humans we look at things from a human perspective just yeah, like a horse sure. goes from a horse or a dog from a dog and I've come I've traveled Jeannie and I've traveled a bit distance since I guess the last time we talked to you but my feeling is how can we better communicate with them 
why not start trying to think like them a little bit? Because yeah, we sure do their right, best so. to think like us. And that's not really like what us, my biggest right. yeah. crux about all of that is. is instead yeah, of, and know, it, it doesn't, it's really not hard when you love them, uh, when you love creation, when you love creation, mm-hmm. because I love, um, and this is, I'm not going to get off topic, it's so easy for me to do that, but I'm starting, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy for me to just kind of go anywhere um, in my thoughts, but, um, but growing food, you know, where before I, I was pretty much, I'm pretty comfortable growing plant flowers, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start with the growing of vegetables and things like that. Yay. And I have my own little worm farm. I'm real comfortable doing the worm farm thing. You know, Aww, I got my, how fun. I have, I've had that going on for a couple of years. My sister thinks I'm nuts, but that's okay. I'm used to that. I'm kind of used mm-hmm. to that. Worm but, farm's um, cool. Yeah, but, you know, so but when you love... God's creation, uh, yes. when you love his creation and you want to be a good steward of all the good things that he places in your hands. You can he marvel put, at that. He'll put, yeah, and he'll put more. He'll give you more. And mm-hmm. so I don't, I think it's, as having said that, what I'm saying is he will give you understanding when it yes. comes to things like that because he sees your heart. And so the, when you, when you sent me the feature, uh, or the show description, and I immediately I gave you Paco's perspective on it. It's real easy for me to do that. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, yeah. Because I kind of do understand how the little guy thinks, mm-hmm. uh, and it's totally different than with the English bulldog, the way she thought, and the way this one. You know, the cat. You know, they are they are very unique, and they are. And, they're uh, all different. So, and yeah, I think it's just animals. about, for me, is just respecting that and trying to for us to think, Barbara, you're not going to believe this. We've run out of time. I'm glad that I extended Whoa. it instead of our usual book for you, 30 minutes. But, um, I talk be- entirely too much. Oh, <laughs> no, well, we'd like to encourage everybody to go to, to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> go to blah, 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 blah. If everybody blah, could blah, just go to your main <laughs> site at barbarahoward.net and also this one to order the book, a day for the animals.com And, Barbara, yeah. since we're at the end of the show, what parting words of wisdom do you most want to impress upon the audience in closing? Oh, boy. Always seek your greatest good because, mm-hmm. honestly, that's what God's plan is for you. And I don't mean to be selfish, but you have such good potential in you. I think people don't, don't really see it that way. They see the little things that they do is not important. But when you go and knock on your neighbor's door just to say hi, that is going a long way in the heart of God. So look for your good. Look for your good inside of you and exploit it and tell the world about it. Thank you for saying that because that really is what your mission is all about. And we appreciate you so much, Barbara. Wish you Mm -hmm. tons of success, especially because you're doing it for God's glory and to help the animals. So we thank you so much. And you, in in the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail wagging, hoof stomping, wing flapping, perfectly animal talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.